I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 162 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz, some say. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvolution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Many ways to get in touch, get involved, let me know what you love, what you hate, what you want to hear more of on this show. Guys, this is the last episode with the wonderful Jeff Bell. For now, for now, I'm sure he'll be back. Um, But yes, this is the last episode of The Usual Prospects where the wonderful Jeff Bell at For Whom J Bell Tolls over on Twitter. Give him a follow. Contributor at The Football Guys and co-host of The Devi Royale is going to be making an appearance. He's going to help break down two more running back prospects. He's been a great, great guest as always. Definitely give him a follow. Support his work, especially if you're interested in Devi, um, or just, yeah, wanted to get better at Dynasty. It's nice to hear lots of different voices, and he is certainly somebody worth listening to. So as a reminder, if you are newer to this series or the show, this particular series is going to be running all the way up to the draft. We're just talking prospects because it's getting ready for those rookie drafts, getting ready for the NFL draft. So we're going kind of position by position. Right now we're on running backs. We're just breaking down two prospects at a time, giving you shorter episodes, more times a week so that you have time to think about what we've talked about, process what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of about these particular players. Um, and on that topic, again, I said it last episode, I believe I'll say it again for a few times but if you do want to get your eyes on these prospects yourself which i highly recommend one great place to start is over at dynasty nerds they have a film room for subscribers which is pretty pretty awesome i must say uh, it's not an expensive subscription you get lots and lots of access to film you get lots of rankings you get articles you get an extra episode of the dynasty nerds podcast every week so it is well worth the price of admission and you can use code ffevolution to get 15% off of that if you so wish so So without any further ado, let's jump in and talk two more running back prospects with the wonderful Jeff Bell. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. We are going to talk about somebody that I am really excited about, and I'm hoping Jeff is very excited about as well, because we've had a great little uh, history here of agreeing or kind of being in the same ballpark, at least. Maybe this is our first debate. Maybe this is our first battle. Maybe it's fisticuffs at dawn. But we're going to talk about Devin A-Chain, which obviously, first and foremost, the thing that hits you is great name. Love the name. Um, that's super important. I think the drip factor is something we don't talk about enough in rookie evaluation. I think it's important. You got to know who's got the visor, who's got the great name, who's got the best dances. I mean, these are things that, that matter. So Devin A. Chain, definitely in the top you know, echelon is cool names. He's out of Texas A&M. He's 21-year-old junior, previous four-star recruit, 5'9", 185. Obviously, the weight's a little bit of a concern, not hitting that 200. We'll see what he weighs in at the combine. Now, little nugget about 
Chain, he led the SEC and ranked fourth nationally, averaging 161 all-purpose yards per game. Um, I've already tipped my hand saying I'm a big A-Chain guy in 2022. As sort of the lead back, he played in 10 games, had 196 rush attempts for 1,102 yards, 5.6 yards, um, and eight touchdowns he also had 36 receptions so definitely taking a box there seeing get some some work in the receiving game which you love to see 196 receiving yards five point yards 5.4 yards per reception and three touchdowns so is a chain gonna be the dude here or is he just isaiah spiller 2.0 jeff tell me the truth oh i i like him a lot and, and when i say i've got him at my running back seven which just to add context i i really like like i don't know it's one of those that i think that bajan robinson's the clear number one jameer gibbs is probably a comfortable number two and then between three to seven it's throw him in a hat and throw him lay him out and i think that you're probably pretty much dealing in the same ballpark um i i've heard buzz that he might be the second running back selected in the nfl draft just because having that explosive speed and he's a guy that you know he could go out there and break four three at the combine potentially he's that fast uh, get him in the right situation you know miami you put him in that miami that wide zone and and that oh, shanahan Jeff. offense and and not safe uh, for work go, you know exactly then that's what i'm saying and and i know that there's a lot out there on his size being a concern but as we move towards more of these committee backfields. And I, I think the idea that you're trying to look for this guy that can handle 25 touches is a little bit uh, in archaic. It's just, I, I don't know that you're, you're going to find that quite often now because I, the way that offenses are going to be moving, the depth that this is rolling, this class is rolling into the NFL. Um, if you can use two running backs in the NFL, a team's going to use two running backs in the NFL. It's it's a luxury, and, and offenses are built that way. So a Shane strikes me as a player that can do a lot and a little, and, and he's a guy that he can give him 12 to 15 touches in a game, and he'll still get you that 15 fantasy points because he can he can drop those 11, 12-point plays right on your head. And, and so that's one of the things that I really love about him, and I think that he's going to bring in. And again, it's I would love to see where the draft capital ends up. I would love to see what he actually runs at the combine and the situation that he steps into. But in the right type of offense, I mean, I, he's my running back seven, but I could see moving him even higher than that just be, based upon landing spot and those types of things. Man, he is a dog. I love everything you said. I will send you that 20 pounds later that I promised you. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree 100%. I, I am all aboard the 18 hype train. I've been trying not to get too carried away because I, I see a spiller really burned me last year. Um, but I really like, I feel like 18 is, is just, he's just so good at so many things. And I think what you mentioned, there's really, really important context because I think we still have it in our heads, you know, like, oh, we want that. Who's the Belka? Who's the Derrick Henry or whatever? And it's like, dude, there's like three of those in the NFL. You know, we got 32 teams. Every backfield is utilizing two, three running backs. And so what you want, I think, is you want guys who have elite traits. Do they have something that they can hang their hat on? Is this guy a home run hitter? Is he have elite speed? Does he Is he an elite pass catcher? Is there something that makes him stand out from the crowd? I feel like 18 does. I feel like his speed is awesome. I feel like he is an absolute home run hitter. Um, I also mentioned earlier, you know, he is a guy who does return work. So that's just another thing, you know, that's just another, you know, another, um, string to his bow. I think that, you know, absolutely if he tests well, it could be one of those really, really nice risers in the draft. Absolutely. As long as he gets like that day two draft capital, 
I'm going to be super high on him. Um, he doesn't dance around a lot. He does get north-south. People talk about his size and it's a concern, but he actually runs really well between the tackles, I think. He is really smooth. I love watching him run. He's very smooth and he kind of like, he doesn't waste a lot of motion. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys dance around a lot and they're back and forth and back and forth, stop, start, stop, start. And he's just like micro adjustments on the move, um, you know, just gliding through tackles, gliding through into the second level. And once he gets to the second level, he's a real problem. We've already seen and be utilized in the passing game so yeah i'm absolutely all aboard the 18 hype train um i love it i would say you know for me yeah i'm more than happy like as everything if everything goes as we're hoping and assuming i'd be more than happy spending a second round pick on him a high second round pick on him um you know i i just i really like it i got him at the 204 in a one quarterback so yeah that early second round pick is, is kind of right in that range and uh, again I, my running back seven is a 204 you know that that tells you kind of where i view the depth of this class and i think that once you get past i really got nine in my mind that once you get past nine guys um then you're just kind of hammering those running backs i think for a stretch and that's a you know it's a great it's a really great class for me for someone like me who like tends to be really running back deficient and light so you're like i don't have i have like one good running back on my roster i've got a handful of second round picks and i'm very excited about this so like Devin a chain is going to be my rb2 on a lot of rosters so it's exciting um but yeah no we uh, i i agree with everything you've said there we are going to touch on sort of the last guy that we have to talk about here at the moment and somebody that yeah it's he is a traitsy guy we've talked about traits I, i'm curious to hear jeff's t- take on him because i'm not as high on him i think as a lot of people I, but i see certain things about him that i understand how he could really translate to fantasy and that's kenny mcintosh um out of georgia 22 year old senior he was for he was a previous four-star recruit 511 210 so he has that decent build um i've mentioned a couple times if you're newer to this i mentioned 200 pounds it's kind of like a a threshold that we talk about we kind of like to see running backs tip in at least 200 pounds just historically there's not a lot of two you know under 200 pound running backs that have been able to be successful long term in the nfl just with the amount of workload the amount of wear and tear the amount of damage that you're taking with those big dudes tackling you you know it is one of the most violent um sports but it's one of the most violent positions in one of the most violent sports they're playing running back so he hit the 210 threshold that's really nice got over the 200 pound mark and to be fair to his credit um he did lead georgia in rushing this year and he was the third highest receiver as well which obviously we'll get to in a minute that's what i see him as being potentially um really helpful in fantasy so this last year for georgia he played in 15 games had 149 rush attempts 829 yards 5.6 yards per carry and 10 uh rushing touchdowns he did have 43 receptions 505 receiving yards 11.7 um yards per reception and two touchdowns so what are your thoughts on mr mcintosh i like him a lot he's he's my running back 10 in the class and i think that you can't undersell his ability to contribute in the passing game i think maybe rashad white is a guy that can kind of remind you a bit a little bit of last year that type of player that can contribute in the passing game breakout chunk yardage you know last year he kind of he's a senior but he was kind of stuck behind james cook and Zamir White, who did okay last year in the way to winning a national championship for Georgia and both getting decent to high draft capital. So uh, worked into that rotation, kind of led that rotation a little bit more this year. Uh, again, you mentioned that pass catching that ability, 11 or 11.7 yards per catch. And I think that that's one of the things that when you look at these, res- these running backs, 
you see some of these running backs that average five yards per catch. And, and you see some of these guys like John Robinson's like 16 yard per catch. It's crazy because he's being used downfield and McIntosh, uh, you want that number to be a little bit higher because one that shows you the explosive ability, but two that shows you the comfort on using them at different areas of the field and using them as actual primary passing rep- weapons instead of kind of keeping them more of that dump off running back or that screen type running back. And, and so that's one thing that, Macintosh, I do think will translate immediately, get him on the field, and I think it'll get him drafted maybe even day two right around that fringe there. Uh, you saw he ripped up ripped up my Buckeyes in, in the uh, college football playoff there. They couldn't handle him several times. He broke chunk yardage there, and, and so it's just one of these players that I like a lot, and, and as I mentioned with a Shane, the ability to do a lot with a little bout of touches, I think McIntosh brings some of that, and I think the PPR, he's going to play very well in a PPR format, and so I got him at 10, but again, he's, he's kind of right in that chunk of players right Right around that range. Yeah. And I think that for me, you know, I certainly, you know, one of the notes that I had on him was his ability to catch and be utilized in passing game is one of his biggest pluses for fantasy, you know, is because I personally, I didn't, I wasn't wowed with him as a running back overly. Um, I, I didn't think, I just didn't feel like his vision was great. I felt like he was a little bit slow in plotting as a processor, like the way he processes blocks and kind of what's happening. But then you see him in the passing game, you're like, ooh, this is this is good. I can get behind this. I can get excited about this. So this is where you have to take your bias out of it. Um, and you have to also be realistic, like we've been talking about. So, you know, yeah, it's great that he's not as good a runner as Bijan Robinson. Well, that's why he's not going to be a first round pick, you know? So it's like, you, you got to just say, well, what can he do? Not what can't he do, you know? And that's what I'm always trying to do with my prospect evaluation is like, well, does he have an elite? trait that he can hang his hat on does he have avenues to being relevant um is there something that he does really well and and pass catching is one of those things that if he does that really well that's pretty much one of the most important things for fantasy as a pass catching running back so absolutely like jeff said with and and again i do think he's decent at pass protection and blocking and things which is just another thing that because you kind of think well could he start out as a team's third down back, you know, well, he needs to be good at pass pro and he needs to be good at pass catching. Um, So he's good at those two things. So yeah, automatically you could easily see a world where he steps straight into a, you know, a role like that. And then from there, it just, it's up to him. How hard is he working? How is he acclimating to the NFL? You know, how's he getting along with his teammates? What, what kind of, you know, those are the things we don't have we can't tell. We can't tell what his coaching staff's going to think of him and what he thinks of his coaching staff and how hard he works and stuff. We don't have access to that information, but we do see the tools and we can see how those could be utilized. We see a pathway to relevance for him for fantasy. So yeah, for me at the moment, I mean, again, this is kind of early in the process. Sounds weird to say it's early in the process when we're already into like late February, but for me, it feels early in the process because there's still so much information as of this recording, you know, the combine is like next week. So we still don't have those measurables. We don't have the, you know, the, the times and the, all that. And that's not, again, the whole puzzle It's just contextualizing, adding pieces to the puzzle and ultimately draft capital and landing spot are super important, you know, especially for running back, seeing how quickly they're going to get a chance and how quickly they're going to get on the field, things like that. So as it stands at the moment, based on his pass catching and things, I could see, you know, I could see Kenny McIntosh for me being a, a late second, early third round pick easily um, in a one QB league, you know, a later second, probably uh, more so than a third, just based on, like I said, PPR upside, you know, you get a guy who's catching 50 balls and that's going to be worth 
a good chunk and is certainly somebody that, you know, like Jeff mentioned, are you looking at somebody who could potentially be like a wide receiver three or four for their team that are you really going to use, you know, in your, in your squad or is he just gonna be sitting on the taxi squad, which is fine. There's a certain stage at rookie drafts where you're like, okay, well, this guy is probably just a stash. I'll just see what happens. But if you have a chance to grab somebody that you're like, Hey, he could actually contribute for me. He could be a flex play. He could potentially work in as a rotational player for bi-week fill-ins. And then we'll see from there. That's somebody that you might want to take a, take a swing at. So I think, would you agree with that? Where do you roughly have him sort of at the moment, Jeff, obviously depending on all these other things, where would you kind of be comfortable? What range would you be comfortable taking him in like a one QB league? End of the second round, one QB league. Uh, again, my RB 10. So I'm hammering running backs through that second round and he's right in that range there. I think that there, I think you have a great mindset, something that I, I really enjoyed that you said, uh, how you look at what players can do and focus less on what they can't do and, and show what, what they can they bring to the table how do they find a role and that's one of the big things that is huge in my process on what is what does he do at the next level how does he get on the field how does how does he make a roster how does he get on the field how does he contribute how does he become a regular contributor and how does he can he grow from there and and i think that it's um running back it's a little bit more apparent sometimes on like well this guy's a pass catcher or this guy's a bigger guy that can be an early down back or maybe this guy can do a little bit of both or maybe this guy can't do really either at the next level and and i think that but it's something i really Really carry through the entire process and I look hard at wide receivers especially because uh, wide receivers I want either I, I'm a little bit less on the big receivers now because the way that the game has transitioned to these smaller quicker players um, but again McIntosh is a player that I think has a very real role at the NFL level that can turn into a fantasy contributor and it can grow from there and, and especially as we move more towards committees across the league, and especially if you're playing in a um, half PPR, a full PPR, point per first down, those types of formats, you're going to want these pass catchers because a guy that can give you that 13 points where, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, we kind of would have scoffed at 13 points out of the running back position. And now you're kind of like, hey, it's kind of nice to get those 13 points and, you know, get those uh, five, six catches and get that touchdown occasionally. That's, that's kind of nice to be able to plug into there, that running back spot especially the way I like to build dynasty rosters, heavy on wide receivers early, lighter, not very many wide receivers on my roster because I want to have those spots filled with elite producers, keep that narrow, and then load that bench with running backs. And as guys can grow and, and step in there and, and maybe give me a week here or there, I think he's a guy that can quickly be a contributor that can slot into that running back two position. Absolutely. No, I love it. And you know, those are the kind of main guys that we're going to be talking about on this session because obviously Jeff's a busy dude. Don't want to keep him all day. We could talk running backs all day. There's a lot of running backs in this class to talk about. But um, what I was going to say, just as we're kind of wrapping up here, do you have any sort of who would be one of your favorite like sleeper running backs in this class? Like just a guy that you sort of think, you know what, people aren't really talking about him a lot and maybe he'll be nothing. But again, we've talked about traits a lot and I think that's really important. I think I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Because I always think, you know, who those guys that come out and like seemingly nowhere every year. And then we're like, dang it, why didn't I have that guy on my roster? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things I'm like, well, how can we get ahead of that curve? And I think for me, especially, you know, at the running back position, probably, Probably, probably at a lot of positions, it does come down to like traits. It's like, well, when, you know, I, I guess for me, Isaiah Pacheco, it kind of comes to mind. It's like, well, it's not somebody pre-draft last year that I don't remember anybody being like, dude, this guy's a stud. Everybody needs to get Isaiah Pacheco on the roster. You know what I mean? But he was a traitsy guy. He had speed and he was a ferocious runner. And then he gets like 
okay, he doesn't get good draft capital, but he gets an interesting landing spot and he works his way into like somebody that actually has fantasy relevance. And you could have picked up in probably like the fourth round of your rookie drafts last year. Um, is there anybody like that? Anybody that you're just like, Hey, keep an eye on this dude. Travis die. I, I think kind of stands out as that player that I don't know that he's on a lot of radars. Um, but I think that there's, I think he contributed the passing game. I think he's that explosive player. I think he can play at the next level. We saw very strong production at USC this year. Uh, I, I'm convinced that if the dude just wore gloves and had a little bit more drip on him, that I think he would be uh, much, much more highly thought of. But um, I always joke that he looks like a Madden creative player before like you even did anything to him because he doesn't have any of that stuff going on. Um, but I do think that there's a clear skill set that can play at the next level. I mean, he does seem to be very under the radar as I, from what I observe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know the name, but not, I don't hear a lot of people talking about him. Um, so that's a great shout. Write that down. We'll keep an eye on this guy. And when he is 2023's Isaiah Pacheco, we'll all give Jeff a shout out on Twitter. Um, but is there anybody that, again, we're not saying, we're not saying that, you know, they're bad people or bad players or anything like that, but is there anybody that you see as sort of a, a money pit this year where you're like, man, this guy's going like people are just excited about this guy in like the first round or the second round and specifically running backs where you're just like, man, that's fool's gold in my opinion. Like I just, I'm worried about them at that cost. Maybe Zach Charbonnet, I guess would, would potentially qualify. He does kind of seem to be moving into that more of that consensus RB three. And he just kind of makes me a little bit nervous at that valuation. If he's a guy that is sneaking up into the first round, I'm just not going to have him on very many rosters. I've got him at my running back six. So that's a little bit lower, but it does kind of seem like consensus is moving him into that running back three position. And that's a player that um, I don't know. I think people see a potential three down skill set there. And I think he can contribute. Um, he can contribute in, in multiple areas, but I maybe have questions about, I feel like if there is an Isaiah Spiller, maybe lurking, maybe that's the guy this year. Um, just, You're going to give me PTSD just, here, Jeff. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, I think he's a talented player, but I just can't wrap my mind around that consensus RB three valuation. That does seem to be rippling up a little bit. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because I actually think I tweeted something about this the other day and it's really interesting. You bring that name up because I actually said, I, cause I scouted Zach last year when I thought he was coming out. And last year I remember really liking him being like, wow, I really like this guy. He's awesome. Like I'm really excited about him and everything. And then this year, as I was watching him uh, and it's primarily watching his 22 tape, I was like, Hmm, I'm not as excited as I was last year. I don't know why. And like, I was trying to quantify it. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people disagreed with me. A lot of people seemed more excited this year than they were last year, but it's very interesting that you bring that name up. You know, I certainly, one thing, and this is just part of my process is once I've got a feel for a player, I like to go and look up how good was their offensive line? Because I feel like that's a huge piece of the puzzle that not a lot of people give credit to. And not a lot of people think about is, um, yes, there are some transcendent talents who just doesn't matter how bad or good the offensive line is. They're just going to make stuff happen. But a lot of times running backs are, you know, really helped or really hindered by their offensive line. And UCLA's offensive line was like top 10 in almost every category, um, every, every big category that you can think of for judging offensive lines. So I do wonder, 
how much of this buzz is because he had a really good offensive line and was able to, you know, do some nice things behind that offensive line and how much of it is just him as being a beast and stuff. So it's part of the puzzle. We'll talk about it. I'm sure as we get into the breaking down Zach Charbonnet. Um, but yeah, no, it's really interesting that you bring that name up. Certainly somebody to, to be wary of, to be aware of, I, sp- I suppose you should say, because there is, there is things to like about him and there is things that are exciting about his game. We did it. We managed to, to, to do all this and still stay within sort of an hour time set. So we didn't kill everybody. And we, we certainly haven't, um, you know, talked all night. Like I was afraid we might because I love talking to Jeff, but guys, if you don't follow Jeff, which I believe there's only about seven Twitter users that don't follow Jeff, but if you're one of those seven, you should go follow him at for whom J bell tools, as you can tell, super knowledgeable guy, really nice guy, really genuine, humble, hardworking, knows his stuff. Co-host of the Devi Royale. Check that out. If you're into Devi or if you're interested in sort of Devi, certainly some, they're like one of the premier content, you know, contributors for like the Devi space. Um, and he works with football guys as well, which is an awesome organization. They've got a great rookie, um, rookie magazine, I guess you could call it sort of out at the moment, which has been really cool. I've had a little look at, I know him and, um, his cohort Kev has put a lot of work into it as well. Um, so Kev's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, actually, that'll be really fun. We'll have some more Devi Royale goodness on the show, but Jeff, is there anything else you wanted to shout out? Anything else you wanted to mention here before we go? I mean, if you're listening to the show, you're already following Evan, but do what you can to help amplify his show because Evan is phenomenal. Evan is a Keystone member of this community and he deserves to have a bigger profile. So do everything you can to help share the show and, and help grow Evan's profile. And and that's why, you know, he reached out and I said, I absolutely would love to do it with you. And, and I enjoy talking to Evan. I think this is maybe the third or fourth time that we have done a show together. So uh, I'm thrilled to be here again tonight and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. And again, this, I just want to get back, man. I just want to help you and, and be able to help you grow. I really appreciate that, dude. It means a lot. I mean, honestly, the relationships, you know, that we that I've made in the last couple of years doing this has been fantastic. And it's one of my favorite parts of the whole experience. And you're certainly one of the nicest guys that I've met in that space. And I'm really, really proud of, of the work that you've put out. It's really amazing to have seen you grow and just watch you kind of take off and, and the products that you're involved with just really becoming sort of cornerstone products that people are excited about with like Devi and things like that. So it's, it's a real honor to have you back on the show and thank you for sort of breaking down some of these running backs and you know, your continued success over at football guys and Devi Royale. And yeah, I get to say, I knew you when you were, you were just Jay J bell for whom J bell tools instead of, you know, J bell, who's like Matthew Barry's best friend or whatever. So thank you again, Jeff. I appreciate it guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Make sure and you know, get those ratings and reviews in make sure to subscribe you don't want to miss there's going to be so much more great content as we're marching towards the draft lots and lots of breakdowns looking forward to more great analysis like jeff's have a great day we will speak to you again soon i draft zero rb in dynasty pass up a young receiver nah i couldn't be me my fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those Arby's You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those Arby's on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate <laughs>